What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Glad you could join us this evening. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Ivan Lovgren. Ivan, how are you? Uh, I'm breathing. <laughs> I'm standing, which with everything that's gone on in the hobby the last 19 days of 2022, I'd say makes me pretty good. <laughs> how about you, All Rob? Right. All right. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We got a power packed show this evening. Um, several breaks, including Crisis on Infinite Earth from Cryptozoic Entertainment. Man, it seems like it's been a while since we opened a product of theirs. We've got Panini National Treasures NASCAR. So wow. weird. Both of them were stuck in Texas and California as of this morning. And huh. somehow miraculously ended up here. Um, yeah, amazing. And then I'll we've got it. a Tops of Palooza for you guys uh, with four amazing products we'll detail for you later. Uh, we've got a video segment from um, Ken Golden. We've got uh, a great poll question that we'll dive right into. Because we want to know, okay, so what do you guys think is the biggest non, non tops fanatics news story in the hobby of this still very young year and four choices for you. Wow. Already at 256 people weighing in still about an hour left to go on that. If no, it's more than that. But anyway, Fake MJ's bust, no charges at the Dallas card show. Some speculation on some of those might have been real. Some were fake. Who knows what? Giannis sues Leaf over nil, including Greek Freak. Logan Paul's G.I. Joe cards. Oof. And Backyard Breaks Kaboom Fiasco. And leading the way right now, 46.1%. That's not the way I voted. I voted Logan Paul's G.I. Joe cards. Ivan, what about you? Um, I voted also that Logan Paul's G.I. Joe cards was the bigger news story. Yeah. Because that was important. Which one had a bigger impact on me personally? Or did I feel more strongly? I could probably go with that breakers, you know, and their their giveaway and everything that went on with that. That that one hit a little closer to home. But as far as the biggest news story, I mean, a three point five million dollar case of Pokemon cards coming out as not authentic. That's pretty big news, especially love him or hate him. Logan Paul is bigger than anybody else in the hobby. <laughs> Like it's just it's statistically true. true, you know, number one podcast, uh, in the world, like, you know, I, I like to think that people listen to us, but Logan Paul's got a pretty huge audience. So I, I think that's the bigger news story. I do like some of the replies though, Rob, and this is what's so fun about this poll. If you have not yet already go to twitter.com slash go GTS live and vote in the poll and also make sure you're following us because all those breaks that Rob mentioned we're going to do, we're going to give away the hits free to people that follow on Twitter and engage during the show. That's why we do this poll. But go check out the poll and check out some of the responses to entertain us. I love what Rubin is Racing said. 
included a picture and said, I removed hundreds of old top loaders, penny sleeves, snap cases, and dinged cards from circulation. I'm hoping to crack the top 1,000 news stories. Nice. Nice. <laughs> That's some good news, right? Absolutely. Well, one thing I can guarantee you about this program, if we pull a $20,000 card, uh, we will give it away this evening. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I'm looking at last week, uh, Scott's cards tweeted out yesterday, his w hit from last week. We gave away a Brock Lesnar immaculate autograph numbered to 99. That's at least a 700, $750 card could be more. Um, so just one example of hitting fire, but it gets given away. It all goes out to you guys. And proving that membership has its privileges, or at Ooh. least subscribing on Twitch. Uh, we do uh, monthly um, Twitch subscriber exclusive breaks, and we pulled this oh. bad boy of Michael Jack Schmidt from Luminaries. Move it uh, closer to your face. Of 10. Number there you 10 go. Ten of ten. Absolutely beautiful on card signature. Five hundred home run club hall of famer. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, and you posted Absolutely that awesome. one. Um, you posted the winners of that one on on the Go GTS page, and even were able. To we tag did. Them. They're up uh, uh, on Twitter and Facebook. So if you um, haven't checked or haven't uh, claimed your prizes yet, be sure to do so. Um, we do have one rollover prize, actually two rollover prizes for one what? winner. From the last Marvel, week's crazy, crazy the show? Mar the Marvel sketch one of one and that awesome Doctor Strange splash ticular went unclaimed. Unclaimed. Wow. Those were from Marvel Annual from Upper Deck. So that'll go to the top of the prize pool. And guess what? Hey, since you're watching early, you get a bonus. Um, so I was just getting on Twitter to try to multitask and do this. I got to make sure that the tweet goes out with the show. So I'm going to tweet out the show right now with the Twitch link. And if you're watching, go to our Twitter, retweet the, sh the post that's about to go out with the live Twitch link, and you'll get a secret entry for that bonus giveaway from last week's rollover prizes. Secret. Absolutely. So if you haven't waved in, weighed in on the poll question, be sure to do that. We'll circle back and update that uh, towards the end of the show. But uh, we do have some things to talk about going on in the hobby in our weekly hobby happening segment. So let's take a look at some news notes and nuggets from around the web, shall we? Well, first, a quick shout out to our friend Jeff at Pack Geek, who's been hired by Panini America as Tracy Hackler's replacement. Can you tell how excited he is? I love that picture. And while no one can ever truly replace Tracy, we know that Panini made a great hire and that Jeff's going to do great things while he's there. So congrats, brother. Yeah, love to see it. Congrats, Jeff. With this tweet, it looks like Leaf Trading Cards is going into the movie memorabilia business. Leaf has acquired full wardrobe items worn by Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd from the Apple show The Shrink Next Door. Now, the real question is, did they also get those actors to sign for this year's Pop Century? <laughs> that would be cool. Love that. 
All right. So still not sure if this is a joke, but suffice it to say, uh, now you see them and soon you won't. In what is clearly the worst idea I've seen in my tenure in the hobby, NameYourGrade.com will now let collectors choose their own grade based on a sliding pay scale that gets progressively higher with each numerical grade. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, speaking of hobby-related entrepreneurial news, a Philadelphia startup, which has built a new app for collectors, alleges to find out what their trading cards are worth. Call X, pronounced collects, uses image-based technology to identify trading cards and determine how much they're worth in real time, while also letting users digitize their card collections. The startup plans to introduce an in-app marketplace for users to buy and sell their cards as well later this year. The app launched on both the App Store and Google Play Store last Monday. So check it out. Test it. Tweet us. Tell, tell us what you think. Another relative newcomer to the sports card industry is Do Dilly, which is a startup that leverages disruptive computer vision technology to instantly assess physical sports cards. Sounds complicated or fancy. The company recently purchased land in the Sandbox, which Ooh. is a blockchain-based decentralized metaverse Ugh, you got all the words right. Good job. Rob. With grand opening <laughs> plans to introduce the first local sports card shop in the oh, metaverse. Do Dilly further traverses the physical and digital divide by using blockchain technology to write their card assessments to smart contracts allowing collectors a new opportunity to collateralize digital NFTs with physical sports cards and keep track of Providence. Can you tell I could care less? The company plans to help local card shops build storefronts on their interface to help them generate more revenue by onboarding them online. Okay, that part I do like. Yeah, uh, that's actually a really genius idea. We'll dig into that more maybe later this show or try to get them on a, a Oh, actually, show. guaranteed we won't. <laughs> Huge opportunity for customers. We'll talk. Uh, that said, if that was all Greek to you, well, this next article is going to be Greek to all of us. Sports Collectors Daily reports that attorneys for Giannis Antetokounmpo NBA MVP and reigning champion have filed a lawsuit against Leaf Trading Cards alleging trademark infringement over the use of the NBA superstar's Greek freak nickname and likeness. Uh-oh. The lawsuit states that Leaf and Antetokounmpo made a deal just prior to the 2013 NBA draft that included 1,000 autographs at a price of $8 each oh, man, with the option out for 10. Oh, <laughs> uh, those, those contracts looking back on them. Some days are interesting, but, uh, that came along with the option for more along with rights to include Antetokounmpo's name, nickname, and photo in its trading cards. Antetokounmpo's attorney says it was a one year deal that was never renewed. We shall see how that plays out. 
One of the most unique pieces to ever come to the hobby is expected to fetch a princely sum when it sells at Memory Lane's upcoming Winter Rarities auction. SC Daily reports that this original promotional movie banner for the 1927 film Babe Comes Home was discovered tucked away in a closet of a Kenowa Kiwani. <laughs> Kiwani, Illinois family uh, is home during a clean out for a planned downsizing. The original owner was Eddie Lambs, who was the local theater manager and projectionist for over 30 years. His forward thinking decision will prove to be a windfall for his heirs. Memory Lane acquisition specialist Lewis Bullman said, if you have this in a man cave with a T206 Wagner and a PSA 952 mantle and had someone come over, they'd ask first about the banner. I've been doing this for over 30 years, and this is the most interesting thing I've ever come across. There's just nothing comparable to it. Bidding is expected to open February 5th and run through February 19th. A brand new episode of The Card Life, presented by Loop, is currently airing on the Bally Sports Network and features a look at the hobby from my home state of Nebraska. So check out a sneak peek here. This month on The Card Life, presented by Loop. Didn't do art for 15 years. Now I get to draw baseball cards for tops. It's a thrill. You can work 12 hours a day and it feels like four hours. It's not like going to work and dreading waking up in the morning. I opened up in 1990. Been in the same location for 31 years. How about that? Just right there on the back. Welcome to The Card Life, presented by Loop. I'm your host, Matt Strom. And this month, we're in the center of America with a show all about Nebraska. This month, we'll introduce you to two people in the hobby who call the Cornhusker State home. One an artist and one an entrepreneur. We'll also tell you an inspiring story of the hobby community coming together to support the children of a former major leaguer. Card number one of 2022, Top Series 1, has been selected by fans and collectors, and it should be no surprise that this year's honoree goes to none other than Shoei Otani. The captain gave his full approver, approval. Watch this clip with Topps' Emily Kless. Every year, what we do at Tops is we let the fans vote for who should be card number one okay. in the next year's set. Card number one is, you know, it's the top of the stack, so it's a pretty big honor. And in 2022, Shohei Otani is going to be the top of the Good stack. Good for him. Um, what, what do you think of the fans voting him as number one? Deserved. You know, I first met him, I went to Japan in, uh, right after I retired to, to do an event with Hideki Matsui, and he was playing on one of the teams. So I had a chance to just say hello briefly, but... Ever since then, I sort of followed his career, and then he comes over here to the United States and what he's doing. I mean, you arguably could say you haven't seen it before, I mean, with the exception of Babe Ruth. So it's, it's hard enough to do one job, let alone do two. So can't think of anyone more deserving than that.
We got a sneak peek of news in the hobby from Nebraska. Well, now let's come to my actual home, Hollywood, for some more exciting hobby news. This time, a new feature-length documentary, appropriately titled The Hobby, is currently in the works. We saw announced this week. This documentary will take a deep dive into the real-time trading card fever following both long-term collectors and a new generation of buyers, including high net worth investors, athletes, and celebrities. The documentary is coming from XTR Films and follows longtime collectors, uh, sorry, including Josh Luber, the co-founder of StockX and now chief vision officer of Fanatics Trading Cards, which acquired Tops, as well as uh, Pokemon influencer and enthusiast Super Duper Danny. Mike Giuseppe of the Ringers Sports Cards Nonsense Podcast, and Gary King Pokemon Haas, who appeared on an episode of Pawn Stars with his Pokemon collection. In addition, the film also offers an inside look at the auction houses, trading and investment platforms, grading companies, card shops, and manufacturers that have stood the test of time or recently sprouted from the market boom. No word yet on a time frame for its release or trailer. We hope to have both for you as soon as they come to light. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. How about that fresh new graphic there? Isn't that cool? Hey. Um, Especially right. how it incorporates the world. <laughs> so uh, few, wanna... Just a few weeks ago, we had a Greek <laughs> hobby shop be featured on our show. So I Bobby's want big. to give you a opportunity, Ivan, to um, detail more about uh, the sandbox for people, oh. <laughs> uh, because trust me, I know I'm closer to the age of a decrepit baby boomer than I am a hip millennial. But the sandbox looks like some sort of glorified Minecraft to me. You're not wrong. So it is. So Sandbox itself is a glorified Minecraft. Okay. But it's built on the blockchain. So there's certain things like, like it's not, it, I don't know Minecraft well enough to speak on it, but it doesn't just continue to build. There's only so much space. And once you own a plot, you own a plot. I don't know if Minecraft is the same or if every time you load Minecraft, so it's new or much so that's like what real makes, estate can the, can the cost of the plot uh, like appreciate in value? Oh, absolutely. I've got friends that have that got in early and have sold digital land for six figures. It's ridiculous. Friends, one idiot out here does not do that. But what's important digital is... Digital land. The important part of that, though, oh, is that man. basically... It's very similar to a lot of the other apps or even TV channels that we have, except it's in 3D. So if people are interacting in that space, just like we interact on social media, if there was a storefront, they could walk in and almost like if you were in Zelda or one of those video games, walk into a, a shop, there could be different windows and each window is an entrance to a different hobby shop. So I could, from my computer, walk into Kentucky Cards and buy whatever they're selling at that moment or be part of their live stream or do what have you. Or, you know, if it's um, – I could leave Kentucky Cards and immediately end up at Top Shelf Breaks in Chicago if they were on that same 
in that same storefront. So that's really where it applies to the hobby. It's less about stamping things as NFTs and much more about the fact that it's a digital place that you can have all those options in one place, which also means if it's popular enough to drive traffic, some other shops that, you know, if they don't have what you need at Kentucky Cards, you can go next door and maybe find it right there instead of having to go on eBay. So you're actually supporting an LCS. Well, that I like. I like anything that can help brick-and-mortar shops uh, increase their revenue and marketing. Um, I guess I'm leery about several things. First, so whatever you buy isn't necessarily tied to the blockchain. There, I don't know. I doesn't, just, yeah, it doesn't have to be. So the whole, the part where they start talking about collateralizing NFTs, I don't know about that yet, but I can just say at its fundamentals, the idea of a three-dimensional storefront where multiple hobby shops can be there with maybe two or three other cool things to attract people. Like what if Do Dilly, for example, brings in a celebrity breaker or live streamer in the lobby to attract a bunch of people. And then after that, well, are they just going to leave or are they going to go check out each of the stores that are inside there? You know? So that's more important to me than the actual, like, are they collateralizing NFTs inside? That's kind of an individual store choice. I would think. Does that make sense? I want to touch some cardboard. Yeah. Um, um, I know this is real with images of arrow, the flash legends this, of tomorrow. And this is real. <laughs> this is tangible. This will always be worth something. I can't, I can't make any guarantees that any of this metaverse NFT, whatever is going to be around in two to three years. I honestly don't know. I mean, I know Just people like we, said that about the internet. Yeah. It's still here. Um, and honestly, I, I think that would help a lot. Just think of it that way. Don't think about the NFT side so much as like, it's a new channel. It's a new doorway. It's a new portal. You know, if they're selling NFTs inside there and other collectors agree with you, they're going to go to the shop that's selling real cards, you know? So so, but yeah, are you going to want to go into a storefront that looks like a glorified Minecraft or are you going to want to pull up loop and go to one of your, one of their super vetted breakers? I, I don't know. That's for, it depends on who do Dilly brings in. It depends on what the technology actually looks like inside there. I don't know. The whole, I'm not saying it should be, I'm not saying it's the best place on earth. I'm not. I'm just saying it's interesting. It'll be worth me checking out. Um, and okay. let's check this out. Let's get this ripped. We have not had, when was the last time we had a cryptozoic product? I kind of feel like arguing more, but all right. <laughs> uh, 